Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they are for Joshua Fisher, Alexander, Tosopoulos, Toss. Baseball is about to get very, very interesting. Your team, the Rangers, obviously you want to be in a situation where you guys are winning. But for all intents and purposes, Demarcus Semyon, Corey Seager. Corey Seager is an all-star, so he really can't complain. Semyon started horribly, but has been good as of late. Typical of... How his seasons normally go. Sure. Maybe it took a little bit longer than, yeah. it, than it normally does for him to kind of turn things around. And there's some bright spots on the team. Garcia's nice. He look he's Garcia's not a superstar, but he's a good player. Yeah. And he's fun. And really good glove. Yeah. And you know what? I, I honestly thought the John Gray pickup is really working out nicely. And then not Martin Perez is an all star. Um But you don't you don't necessarily know if that's well, Perez that is he's not, gonna duplicate no. For the next two but years, but Gray is like a now now a three four guy. You yeah, have in your rotation. He's younger too. Yeah, and then like obviously lighter rocker. There's like stuff to look forward to for my organization where we gave up an inside the park grand slam. Where by the way, he could have made it to second base again. That's how pitiful that play was. We lost twenty eight to five to the Blue Jays. They absolutely pummeled us this past weekend. Was it the player's fault? He lost it in the light and then made a piss poor well, effort. We have to discuss, oh. though, the curse of Sydney Sweeney. I mean... <sighs> Sydney Sweeney, who... What character does she play in Euphoria? She She's a stars in HBO. Cassie. Cassie. H- Cassie in Euphoria. HBO just must love her because she was in White Lotus as well, which was nominated for a bunch of Emmys. Was she nominated for both characters? She might have been. She was... Definitely nominated for White Lotus. She also might have been double nom for Euphoria. So she throws out, I guess she's a Sox fan. She throws out the first pitch. Allegedly. And then like she throws out the first pitch and we absolutely got trounced. Yeah. And and it continued later in the series as well. Yeah. We, I mean, we got crushed on Sunday. It was like the Red Sox, Devers is hurt. And it's like the sale is like, who knows with him? He's got a player option. Well, he's he's also hurt right now. Again, you know, when it rains, it pours with him. Everyone's like, oh, Pavetta, we knew it was going to happen. He's not. He's a number five. Eovaldi's been injured throughout the year and has not come back strong. The guys that we keep bringing up and running through the rotation, it's one after the other, just a disaster. I knew the pitching was going to be bad. I knew the bullpen was going to be decent at best and there were no moves made to address that if you're a team that went to the ALCS last year how do you not make those moves to address that right now they're sitting 500 like if you're not going to re-sign Bogarts or Martinez you have to trade them I can't even believe I'm saying that like there has to be maybe a move to trade Bogarts or JD Martinez if you're the Boston Red Sox that's how things have been going as of late. Because he got the Yank Aaron Judge, dude, Aaron Judge had 37 home runs. Aaron Judge is playing so well that they may not be able to trade for Juan Soto. This is a point I wanted to discuss because the right move would be trading for Juan Soto. That is the clear and letting Judge walk. But if you trade for Juan Soto, it signs Aaron Judge's death wish as a Yankee. He's done. They're not going to re- they're not going to pay Soto 500 mil, Judge 300 mil, and they have Stanton on the books, and then they also have Garrett Cole. Obviously, you anticipate them winning for this year. Again, it's the right move to bring in Soto and have Judge, Stanton, Soto, Riz. It's just like a mega lineup. Carpenter, who's like a complete resurgence, LeMayhew, the whole, the whole team is ridiculous. This year. You're this saying. year. Yeah. But, like, how badly do you want to mess with the mojo? Like... I mean, I know the Astros have given them problems, and I know it's Juan Soto, and again, the right answer is always trade for Juan Soto. 
But like Judge is on fire. Like, do you want to kind of like get in his mental? About how much how is that? How much is that taking? I don't away know. From him? Does it? I don't know. Does he it? Seems, I don't think so. I think he's so locked in right now. It's apparent that he is so locked in right now. The guy, yeah, I mean, the guy's going to hit 60 home runs, maybe. If you throw anything but a perfect pitch to that guy, it's gone. Yeah, I mean, he... And it's not just gone. It's like... Oh, he clubs it. He it's in the stratosphere. The I mean, yeah. he's, he's hitting every ball like 450 when he goes yard. But they're not the... They should be... Like, the Yankees, it's just peculiar to me because Volpe, Jason Dominguez, the other guys in the system, like, you have, like, the guys to get him. And so do the Mets, and so do the Cardinals and the Padres. Those are the four teams and the Giants. Those are the five teams that have the, the pieces to get Soto. What's the hold? I just don't know what the holdup is. Like, is someone too afraid to pull the trigger? Are the Nationals too afraid to pull the trigger? There's, I don't know. You well, know what I'm saying? I, I want to like, I want to use a little bit of the NBA offseason to contextualize sure. the quote unquote holdup. We love up. that. Because a lot of times what we don't consider, I think, as fans, as media, unless we're really ingratiated with a particular ball club, yeah, is how long these deals can take. Especially when it's something that we've never seen before, right? Well, like you, we you, talk about Kevin Durant, what that is, deal would mean, especially now that the table has kind of been set by the Minnesota Timberwolves who traded – an inordinate amount of first round picks, guys that have been drafted and future picks for Rudy Gobert. Now we have to figure out like what does that trade even look like? And when you're talking about a guy of of Soto's stature, right? It's how much of the farm if the Padres are gonna make the move, how much of the farm are you gonna give up? Is it every single guy? Is there a way that you can retain one of those guys? And and if you can, it's worth it, right? Like if you can if you can hold on to as many chips as possible that that can leverage the right now, but also retain some of those prospects for the future. I think it's worth it. So I think we just heard prior to the all-star break that Soto was in the market to be moved. Right. And this, then there was a whole issue with the plane. I mean, who knows what happened there, but sure, yeah, but that was, that was, it's really only like, it hasn't even a week since that actually happened. It's very true. It, we, Two it, weeks since the, since he said he wasn't going to take, the amount that the, that the Nationals were willing to give him. Okay. This When's is, the trade deadline? I think August 1, they moved it this year. I think it's August 1. Yeah, we have time. We, there's, there's time to be had. Like, first of all, there's going to be major moves made. Frankie Montas will go from the A's. You'll see Luis Castillo go from the Reds. The Sox could sell. The Red Sox, the White Sox won't. They're going to compete, as they should. Benintendi's going to go. But probably to an NL team, because if you're an AL team, and you and your and your midseason acquisition to contend was Benintendi, who can't play in Toronto, and Toronto's gonna go to the playoffs, and this can be crazy. But like, I'm not giving up prospects or guys for. And I, Benintendi's been really good, and I believe the resurgence. But he can't. What if he can't play half the series? What if you're matched up? Against so you Toronto? don't like the Yankees. Foregoing the move to go get Soto and just going and getting Benintendi, who's well, that means they'll resign Judge, right? Le- less of a roster shakeup for them, but bringing in another bat. I don't think they need to get Soto. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's my point. Is like this kid Volpe and these this kid these they're going to be really good. Well, and they, it's Juan Soto, the thing and I love Juan Soto. He's, he's thirty, right? Yeah. So, and he so what's that deal looking like? There'll be opt-outs too. There'll be player options and opt-outs. So I mean, I, I personally would. I like guys that that stay on the same team. I think it would be really cool if Judge was love it. Was a career Yankee. Yeah, but he's a Cali kid. I could see him going to the Bay Area. I could see that. I could see the Giants not making a move for Soto and waiting to sign Judge. I could see that happening. The, I would love to liken a deal to the NBA deal. This is this. You know, this reminds me of the Soto situation. Can you guess the player in the NBA? Is it? I mean, is it? It's happened. The trade's happened already in the past. Was he young enough though, where it's comparable? Uh, yeah, yeah, like young Davis. Yeah, this is like an AD situation. It's the same thing, same equivalent. Juan Soto is as good of a baseball player as Anthony Davis is a basketball player. Better. At their bet, this is weird turn of events. At their best, 
No, currently, if we're talking about when AD was traded first to the Lakers, he's equivalent to Juan Soto as a baseball player. No, what I'm saying is I think Soto is better than AD as a baseball player. We're talking position players, you want to rank them. I think he's higher than where Anthony Davis was. You were like AD at like three back then. Well, when did that trade happen? What year was 19. it? Nineteen. Okay, they so the t- they won the title after that. I mean, you know that, but like. So, but James Harden was James Harden back then. Sure. You have LeBron. Yeah. You have KD, Giannis. Kawhi won the year before. Like, Kawhi I don't think the... he, he's not. It's, it's the youth aspect of it, right? That made him. It's the same way that we, like, look at a trade right now with Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic. They're untradeable, right? Because it, they're the most. You're just talking about, like, yes, Kevin Durant could feasibly actually have a trade put together where he moves from Brooklyn to somewhere else. You can't do that with Luke, and you can't do that with Tatum right now. Because their value, I mean, ba- because ba- of basketball's, how young they are. Basketball's right. so different, too, because of the amount of damage that, like, we're talking about Otani. Like, there was a rumor going around that Otani's price has been set. As so, so I would say, so I would say, from a trade value standpoint, yes, they're comparable. But I think in the actual like list of how good the players are, Soto is higher than where Andy I think Davis he's was. the best batter in league, not necessarily the best hitter, right? It was batter, the best. I mean, there's it just ranges. Like for me, like the best hitter in the league, like pure hitter, is probably probably Freddie Freeman. I would hang my hat on him. I would hang my hat on Devers. And without shame, so that, I mean, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, Judge is the best power hitter. Alonzo, Goldschmidt, right now. I mean, there's a Mookie. lot of really Mookie. Yeah, of course, Arenado, like the, the Machado, the, the guys. I mean, the Cardinals are the Cardinals are going to have to make a move, and the Brewers are going to have to make a move. The NL is going to be the NL is dicey. The Padres are the project. The Padres need Tatis back soon. They need to get that team in full swing because the Braves are scorching hot. You could throw Riley in the mix. The Braves are right there with the Mets. They're like, a, they're like half a game out. Game and, okay. game and half now. Game but and they half got, out. They, they got, got to, to half a half, half game. game this weekend, yeah. Game and half out. Freed is a, Freed is a true number one. I'd be curious to see if the yeah, Braves... Like the Phillies are also playing really good baseball too. Though. Without Harper. That's right. It's such a shame. Well, that's the thing about... Well, no one talks about the Phillies' one-two punch of Nolan Wheeler and like Gibson as D's. The the well, the Red Sox, it, it's you kind of have to make an evaluation, and maybe it feels like it's a little too early. But I think, as we mentioned, with the trade deadline looming right around the corner, you have to you have to make quick decisions right now because for the Red Sox, they're fourth in the East, but. The White Sox have an even record with them. The Guardians have a better record than them. The Mariners are a better team than them. Sure. And obviously there's the rest of the teams, the Blue Jays, the Rays. And, of course, that's not even talking about the division leaders. Twins. Right. And the Astros. And of course, the Astros. So are you going to make the playoffs? Do you think you can get past No. Them? Yeah. It doesn't look like it right now. No. I mean, the life has been sucked out of this team. The life has been sucked out of this team. Devers is hurt. The life has been sucked out of this team. The baseball they put on the field, the past series versus the Blue Jays, was some of the worst Red Sox baseball when you look at the actual talent on the field of what it should be. This team went to the ALCS last year, and it doesn't look like it. Duran has spurts. But I don't know how I feel about him. Verdugo is just—is it just an everyday player? Jeter Downs has not been good. But he's young. We'll see. So so far the return from Mookie not good. You're not going to pay Bogarts clearly. So if you're not going to pay Bogarts, you have to be strategic about this if you're going to move him. Because realistically, you have to go around the league and look at the contending teams and see who needs a shortstop. Nobody in the AL East. You're not going to trade Bogarts within the AL East. So that's not going to happen. You could. You're not going to go to the Braves. You're not going to go to the Mets. You're not going to go to the Dodgers. You're not going to go to the Padres. So those teams are out. 
The Padres could be a... Sh- you, you couldn't go to the Padres? You could, because you could DH Tatis and right. not They'd force him in the field. In. Yeah. The Padres are a team... I would, they, the Red Sox, they have a good relationship trade-wise with them. I mean, that would be a team I would call for Bogarts. Then you have, like, the Astros, no, because they have Pena. The, the, the Mariners, probably not, because J.P. Crawford's been fine. There's no any reason to mess with that. And then the Twins have Correa. I mean, you're really... The team you're really looking at right now, in my eyes, is the Cardinals. Try to get into the Cardinals. See if you can do that. And, but even them, though, they have like Gorman. They've been moving around at second. They have Edmund playing there. I mean, they've Edmund playing shortstop, and he's been great defensively. They don't even necessarily need to do it. Shortstop's such a tough market. Such a, there's it's not a premium anymore. I think the Padres, and still, I, I do think the Cardinals are a team worth calling. But, like, you, you want to get into the Cardinals mix of prospects at least before like the nationals potentially do because the nationals are going to fleece them and that automatically takes a team like the Cardinals off the board. The Cardinals have the, the Cardinals should be the favorite to get one soda, by the way, as far as prospects and money to be played, they can afford him and they have the best group of prospects. I think outside the Mets, maybe do you think the Nats are even chatting with him? 100%. It's the same thing. Like, remember, like, they were like, oh, 15 teams called about Kevin Durant. Yeah, everyone called about Kevin Durant if they think you they can win. You have to call. You make that call every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you make that call. I, you know, I, our buddy, I was playing, jamming with our buddy from New Orleans today, and I threw at him, like, you know, y'all know you, you're in the mix for KD, or allegedly in the mix for KD. And he, like, balked at it. And his feeling was, is what? We trade BI, mess with the young core. Bring on KD, who's 34. He could want another trade in well, a year. He could want another trade in a year, too. The thing that's you, crazy about him is his contract. He still has three years left. Like he just signed his extension. That's a lot of Kevin Durant. In, he averaged 29.5 points per game last year. Like he's, He doesn't look out of his prime. No, it's his. You obviously have you always have the injury risk with him, right? And can you do that if you're the the New Orleans Pelicans? Can you double down on two guys when they're um, they're healthy? They're unbelievable, but that's always a major question with him and Zion. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'd feel. I mean, that just came into my head. Look, when Zion before he got healthy, I thought he looked like a top fifteen basketball player. Sure. In the league, so putting Kevin Durant with Zion, I actually think they would play pretty well together. I don't think they necessarily take away from each other's. When game. you have two guys at top tier, how often are they bad together? Well, Harden and Durant weren't great together, but they barely played together. Yeah, I'm saying when you have two top guys who play every night but together. Th- but no, no, no. But there's, but there's, there's fitting really well, like. You mentioned Anthony Davis. LeBron and Anthony Davis fit really well together, right? Yes. It's it's yes. Of course, they're both incredible players. Like Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis played together. They were they were both top fifteen players in the league when they were playing together. And they were good, but but did they have a really good fit together? But we don't know because he got hurt. That's a yeah. ma- that has a major but, loss, by the way. But what we did see from them, like they were both so Cousins was so ball dominant. But they're both big, so they they like needed touches in the paint in the high post. Yes, they could both shoot pretty well, but Anthony Davis wasn't quite the three point shooter that he is now. It was a bad timing. It's just thing. not. It's not quite the same fit as as it is with LeBron and Anthony Davis. But yeah, that's LeBron's a point guard. No, I mean you know, I certainly don't. I'm all for like seeing out a young core. You know, Griffin has a plan there, like having that come to fruition because like Ingram played his best basketball in the playoffs last year. Ford Jones was a sensational rookie, especially on the defensive end. Well, Alvarado's a firecracker. I think Trey Murphy Murphy's, shoots really yeah, well. Like they have Murphy. all these pieces, it's really exciting. Like they could be good for the next four years and get to the playoffs every single year in the Western Conference. McCollum helps with that. He's a good, McCollum's a good vet. Yeah, oh, of course, of course, he's he's one of the best bucket getters in the NBA. So I, I think like there's something to having that like organic hype behind a team, especially in a city like New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Right, like they, of course, they didn't draft Breeze, but they brought him over early, and that team grows with him. And by the time they they get there and they win that Super Bowl, it means that much more for a city like New Orleans. I think that's really 
it's really helpful because what happens if, like you're saying, Kevin Durant gets hurt and Zion Williamson gets hurt? A season ago, we were, I mean, I, I give credit where all the credit is due to, to Griffin. He's completely deserving of it. And Willie Green, who steps in as a head coach and does a fantastic job. But, but we were saying, like, what's the contract up in New Orleans? Because they should be moving that team because of how abysmal things looked, and they, they certainly knew what they were doing and had a long-term plan. So I don't think they're going to move Do you th- they're quickly. They were 24th in attendance in 2021. But doesn't Zion have that type of allure, like a guy like the year before Le- that, like young LeBron? Like People want to see Zion Williamson play. The year before that, what were they in attendance when he played 61 games? 14th. Higher? Eighth? Sixth. Yeah. So do they need to move him or do they just need him on the court? They just need him on the court. And he just he just signed his rookie extension. They don't... Uh, They're good. They're you, chilling. You always they also need have Jonas Valanciunas, who's a good big. And you and his and Dyson Daniels, they drafted. And he just, yeah. There's no pressure there. No, not at all. You don't need to... You need to trade for Kevin Durant, but you don't need to trade. Does that make sense? You don't need to, but you need to. How much better is that team for Kevin? The biggest question is always like, how much better is that team with all that they would have to move? Brandon Ingram and, and a, a bevy Dyson of other Daniels, young... Dyson Daniels, Jackson Hayes. How much better is that Kira team Lewis. than the existing Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Durant? Well, you get into an well, issue. Kyrie Irving is playing his best basketball. <sighs> top 15 player in the league. Yeah, but that guy's a mess, dude. From a basketball perspective. I don't know about. I don't know him off the court. Yeah, from a basketball yeah. perspective, and it showed by the way because by the time they got to the playoffs against the Celtics, of course that he and Durant were asked to do too much. But if either one, and when that team was so depleted as it was, when either one of them didn't show up, which Kyrie Irving, yes, Kevin Durant had a bad series, but it was because he was really well defended that series. And Kyrie Irving was even worse, I thought, from a statistical standpoint. Well, he had a- one good game. That was it. Well, after they lost that buzzer beater, they were done. Yeah. That was a deflating loss. The thing with the Nets and the Celtics in that series, that had to be their game plan because they had zero identity as a team because they barely played together. Right. Whereas the Celtics... Well, they went the through Dallas the Mavericks, tribulations of being bad at the, the beginning Dallas of the season. Ma- y'all, y'all were not, on paper, a top-five team in the West. Y'all are not. And you can't argue me that you are. Yeah, no, obviously, like, no. But the Nuggets were hurt, but the Lakers were hurt, the Clippers I'm not even were hurt. Including them, dude. Like, like on paper, like, the team is not sexy. It's just not. Well, I, this past year? But they played so well together. I, this past There's guys year, I think, just, in the top, top five rosters in the West? With everyone, with the injuries, probably. Who, like, honestly, the Warriors. How much, how much War- better is the Memphis Grizzlies roster? The Dallas Mavericks. That team, that all the credit to their coaching and what you they don't think there. Jaron Jackson Jr. is the third best player on the court in that game in a series in a series between the two teams. No, I think the indication of what we saw in the playoffs is exactly why I don't think that because Jalen Brunson's a better player than he is right now. Where does Desmond Bain fit? I mean, it's comparable, I think, but you have I, think, I, you know, I just don't think it's like, I don't think it's cut and dry. Clearly, the Jazz did not have as good of a roster as we did. I guess not. Yeah, clearly not. But Luke is just a huge tipping it's point. It's just a, such a tipping point. I mean, like, the thing is, is though, my, my overall point is, like, y'all and us, we, like, got acclimated as a team, though. Because you guys were not that great either at a certain point. There was new, a point where you, y'all were not great. New head coaches. New head coaches. They have to put their system in place. Guys have to buy in. There's a whole process. It was a to bad. That. Like Nash was like not the right guy. Like it was a it was a weird mix. Like Nash walked into like a buzzsaw. Yeah, I mean now we get into the the but, but he was Durant's pick. Durant picked him to be their head coach. But like he, Joe Harris got hurt. They made that midseason trade. Drummond over the hill. He's done. That's it. He's in Chicago now. He's a backup center. I like him as a backup. Yeah, I love. I always love Drummond. Seth is good. I know you have a soft spot for Seth. He's good. He's one of the best shooters in the league. Really great shooter. But like the outside of that, there's not moving the needle really. He was also hurt. Yeah. 
like they were, they were Goron was like a big guy for them. He was like the third best player in that series. And at that point, Nash and then Claxton that point, hadn't played like playoff minutes before. They, they had nothing. They were, were had nothing to work with. They had just a bunch of like things Patty that Mills. could be sick. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't work out. And I actually think like they brought in T.J. Warren. They brought in Royce O'Neal, who I like. Like I don't think this Nets team is like necessarily that bad. Cam Thomas, if he gets more minutes, like. He's a really confident yeah, guy. Yeah, but he Obviously apparently he doesn't. It looks like he doesn't like Nash. Okay, well, it doesn't really like really how much of an impact does the head coach really have, at least in the regular season. If 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 Cam Thomas gets good run in the regular season and he proves that he belongs to be, you know, in the seven man rotation in the second half of a playoff game, then then he's there, and it doesn't matter if he likes Steve Nash or if Steve Playoffs, Nash likes him. I think I used to be like the head coach is like meh. I think head. I mean, for certain teams, like for y'all. Like, kid did a great job for yeah, us. Yeah, I think you can shape an identity of a team. But as far as, like, offensively, what the looks you're going to get at, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you know what you're going to get. It's whatever Kyrie and Kevin Durant create for your offense. And Ben Simmons, if you want to, if he comes back healthy and even plays basketball. Okay. Yeah, but I think you need more than that, though. I think we saw that you need more than that. It's not, it just almost isn't enough anymore to play a two-man game. Well, it becomes very much half-court basketball in the playoffs. And when it's not working, like I think like to the Warriors' credit, when they slowed down the pace, they play with pace in a lot of different ways. Obviously, they speed it up, and they're great in the open break. They're firing threes, you know, open threes. Jordan Poole gets up, up and down the court really quickly. Klay Thompson always fills the wings. It's one of the, it's one of the best guys without the ball on the fast break that I've ever seen, the way that he fills in wings and opens up the floor from obviously his shooting talent it adds a, a tremendous factor there. But what they were able to do defensively to slow mm-hmm. down the Celtics yeah, and why the big glaring, what do they not have coming into the off season for the Celtics was more ball handlers was because when they got in the half court and Derek white wasn't hitting threes and Al Horford wasn't hitting threes and Marcus smart wasn't hitting threes. You they had dry. no, they had no, and Jalen Bruns or Jalen Brown is getting highly criticized for his ball handling. Can't get it. He couldn't break anybody down, and he got caught in the paint. Because you're in the half court, and you have to create your own shots. And and Tatum was taking Tatum, who takes a lot of bad shots on a normal night when the shots not falling. This is weak, his weakest part of his game is by far his shot away, selection by far and away. Yeah, especially with his athletic ability and length and, and what he it's can weird do when he gets almost. when he gets to the rim, he's fantastic. But that's a maturity thing. Yeah, it'll it's, it'll continue, it'll continue to get better at it, but. The game slows down in the playoffs. A lot more half-court opportunities. You have to be able to execute in the half-court. And, yeah, I completely agree. Like, at a certain point, the pickup-style ball, one-on-one ISO, like, you have to give them more looks. You have to be more creative. And a coach has to drop some of that knowledge on there. Well, it's a situation, like, where a guy, where a team, like, someone goes, how does Trey Young or John Collins lose in the Drew League? Well, okay, I get that. I get, obviously, like, they're two NBA, like, one's, like, a, stud NBA top 25 player and the other one's like a really good NBA player yeah. but it kind of goes to the point of like people are and especially NBA players are so good at basketball these days like the talent level is just so high that you need more than a two-man game a two-man game is just so tough unless like I no team does it really and, and wins like that like like the, the Middleton went down and the defending champs got b- b- bounced yeah like you need all your guys. You need a bevy. Of, you need depth. Like that's like the that's like the best part about the Grizzlies and the Mavs and now us. For you need these other guys to step up just in case Brown or Tatum go cold. Just in case Lucas, but he never has a bad game. You know, it, it's 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 ridiculous, honestly. But and part of that is like because he because he knows to get to the line, right? That's like. That's the real indication to me when I'm watching like these top tier guys, and some guys like Tatum and Luca can get to the line in in more ways than a guy like Donovan Mitchell can, or just Jay, or Jalen. Well, just because of their size. I mean, Jalen does a good job getting the line, actually. Yeah, he does. He does. But I I just more so mean like they're so long that like when when they get moving, you have to put a body in front of them. They're both really strong too. If they're if they have a full steam, like they're gonna get to the cup and they're close enough, like it makes such a big difference. People forget about this all the time that it's like if I'm six eight and I reach my arm and I fully fully extend with the ball in my right hand for a layup, it's so I'm so close to the basket 
versus I'm Trey Young and I'm reaching my fully extended, you know, six, little two wingspan, s- small right? arm, or whatever yeah. it is, wingspan. Like you have to try so much harder. You have to put so much more finesse and technique into it if you're a little guy in the NBA. <laughs> Finger quotes right now, little, little guy. guy yeah. They're obviously Massive all over six giants, foot. But yeah. um, that's why length is so important in the NBA. But yeah, I mean, it's... It's really interesting. I, I just think that any I mean, it's trade like getting to the line. For, I think I think sorry, just to, going back to the point about the line. Like I think getting to the line is such an important aspect from an offensive player. Yeah, and it shows. And people hate it because it slows the game down. And sure, it does. But it shows to me excellent prowess to slowing the game down for yourself and refining your rhythm. Like I think like guys like Tatum and Luca and like you know who did it the best is Harden. Yeah. Like I was, I had an argument with someone at the bar the other day, and they were like getting on me about James Harden. I was like, he, to me, is a top five offensive player of all time. I'm not going to go as far as my old man who says he's the best he's ever seen. Sure. Which is crazy, I guess. I don't know. I mean, he's seen more people than I, don't, I have. I, don't, I think now it's... I think his impact on how he affects things for the other players on his team is not in the same way. While it, while it can often look the same as what LeBron and Luka do, it's in Jokic, it's not the same. It's, it's different because their quality of shots are so much better and the movement that's created based off of how they attack empowers their other players to cut and to do more things. Steph, too. The way yeah, I just for me, the thing with Harden was is like, you, if a guy goes like 6 for 25, I mean, that's a, not, that's a horrible night of shooting. Yeah. But the fact that he can do that and still have like 37 points is crazy to me. Right, right. I mean, he's, the, he's like the counter king. As far as like you, you defend me this way, I go that way. You you know like he has he has every tool and his, his moves and his his, his toolbox. Yeah, his moves are so good. But he was excellent at getting at the line and where he thrives. And Luca and LeBron don't necessarily. He's an incredible free throw shooter too. He is a great free throw shooter, and where he doesn't get the credit he deserves, but it has the similarities to LeBron and Luca, and Luca now becoming that. His ability to use his body and his strength and his size. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really he's a really strong guy. I just feel he never gets enough credit for that. But going back to all the trade stuff, but uh, the bottom line for me is like every scenario that is feasible for Kevin Durant, I don't feel like he ends up in a situation that's easier for him to contend for a title. Except again, I've already talked about it, but unless he goes to the Warriors, in which case, like it's a truly a, a way better scenario for him to win he, another Phoenix. Title. We, I mean, I guess but how do they done. do it? They're now done. Yeah, point. we're done. Yeah, I, I, I respect Phoenix running it back with DeAndre. I, they blew it harder than I've seen many many teams blow it before. But I, I respect them like trying to run it back. And I'm curious. You bring up that Nuggets team. I'm curious to see what they do at full tilt. I got into a tw- I got into an Instagram DM match with somebody. Well, not a match, but someone was just commenting commenting that they don't think MPJ is the real deal, which I thought was interesting. Which I don't think is. Wrong, but I don't think it's right. I don't know. I need to see more. Like, is that crazy? They didn't. They didn't. Where he's drafted is not. Is not like parallel to how much money he's already gotten paid. So he's already outperformed. I would say. Yeah, but wait, right? I, but but that you but you like that deal. No, I think it's a bit of an. I think it's an overpay given his injury history. But I I think like they paid him because of what his talents looked like while he was on the court and and how he was playing. I will happily change my grade to the on that deal. But if I had to grade that deal, I'd give it a C minus from from the jump. Yeah. That was a that was a, a you overpay for a guy who gets Hey, hurt. look, he's a guy that's come back from major injury before, so I'm not necessarily as worried about him as I am other guys that it's never happened to before. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And why, I mean, I guess the Knicks can't afford it. I mean, the Sexton thing is he's insulted by the Cavs. Oh, yeah, he, he, got, he got offered uh, three for 40 mil. Yeah. He, the Knicks. Which Marvin Bagley got paid three for 37. Hey, I love him. <laughs> God. I'm not, I'm not giving up I'm like hope the on JR, Marvin Bagley. I'm like the J.R. Smith of, like, me guys. I just have so many. Dude, I love Martin Bagley. He was a guy that I really, really liked out of college. I know. I thought he was going to be sick. I mean, just the Kings are such a bad organization. And he got hurt. The Kings are so bad. But maybe not. Maybe not anymore. I actually feel for the first time, I have no skin in the game for for the Kings organization. I've always felt in the same way that you do. I actually dislike the Kings a lot. 
in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a, a big Western Conference rivalry between them and the, the Mavs. And obviously, like, my distaste for them uh, left my mouth because they sucked for so long. Horrible. But I feel more optimistic about this current iteration than I think I ever have. I really would like to. I really, I really want to feel good about the Kings, but I just they have a they have a coach who, in everything but uh, but being a head coach because he hasn't done that. Yet. Yeah, he has done a great and excellent job. He's been in an excellent organization, and I think he will bring that integrity that he has, his great mind for the game, his approach uh, to that roster. I actually think that Fox and Sabonis are a really good duo. Uh, it's a good running mate for De'Aaron Fox. I think Keegan Murray is the type of basketball player that could win multiple All-Stars. Or he could be nominated to the All-Star team multiple times. He's that highly efficient of a player and a really, really polished scorer coming in. And then they have a lot of like other good Well, Mike Brown pieces. won Coach of the Year. What? He won Coach of the Year, Mike Brown. On the for Cavs. the Cavs? Yeah. That's right. For the Cavs. Yeah. But yeah, LeBron. Sure. And I knew that in my head. Yeah. You said that and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was a really great save. Like you knew it right away. Uh, but he, I mean, he's that was a while. He hasn't been a head coach in for for quite ten, some time. a decade. And this team, the thing with the Kings is that yeah, they have the roster, but I will never until I'm proven otherwise, and I'm always happy to be proven wrong. I'm, I'm not afraid of it. I'll never not think they traded the wrong guard. I'll never think that. Always, I think you could be surprised. And quite, Fox is quite quickly. Aw- Fox is awesome. I really think Halliburton's that dude. Yeah, I mean, I just like it though for both teams because, like, I kind of want him to be away from De'Aaron too because I don't think they're good running mates for each other. But I think they should have. I think they should have unoed. I think they should have just swapped well, Fox for Sabonis. What? He's going to do that in Indiana, which is a better basketball city anyway. Yeah, Indianapolis. What do you have many assists? He averaged ten assists when he got there. He had a twenty plus assist game. He had also like a thirty seven point. He had a seventeen. You know, you can you could have a thirteen assist game by accident. You can do that. You don't have like seventeen, fifteen, like the game log was crazy when he got to Indiana. Yeah. Like he got there, I'm pulling up I love his dude. I think basketball reference and baseball reference might be my most visited site. He got to Indiana, like he had 13, 12, like 17, like 15, like every night. His plus minus was good. It was super solid, except a couple bad games. I mean, like. Yeah, he's definitely a, he's a winning player. I think so. What, uh, how much time we got left? We have, we have some time. We have about 10 minutes. No, a little less, five. What, uh. Throw some pop culture stuff out there. We talked a little bit about Sydney Sweeney. Yeah. So, Comic Con in San Diego was this weekend. Uh, yes. Marvel. Kevin Feige, who's like the executive producer of Marvel, who's basically like the puppet master behind all, everything Marvel Cinematic Universe, talked about Phase Four being over, Phase Five, Phase Phase Six. Anyone who doesn't know what that means, it's basically just like the next seven to ten movies that are coming out on their slate. Uh. Do you feel like is there is there burnout for you? Are you like are you done with the Marvel stuff? I'm so glad that's the question you asked me. I'm so behind. So behind. There's a lot of it you haven't seen yet. I don't think I watched them. I watched the new Spider-Man. Yeah, which was great. Which I saw in 4D, and I wanted to throw myself in the traffic, but it was great. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. They, they were saw f- with your family, right? They were 4Ding the handicap chair. I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, God I'm, forbid. I mean, like, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I guess if a guy was paraplegic and he actually snap his neck back into place, like maybe like that doesn't benefit. But there's like, I don't think that happened at all. No, that doesn't happen. It was completely ridiculous that the handicap section was being like thrown around like that. Yeah. 48. It's not safe. It's, it's not 40 safe. sucks. But I mean, I don't like 3D or 4D any type of viewing experience except like Dolby where they like give you the surround sound like behind your chair. I think that's, that's cool. cool. I like the recliners obviously. Great. But, but I the accoutrements are great, but the glasses? No, no, no. If someone gives me no, a glasses, you. I'm I give me my ticket back. Give me my money back. I I don't want to go to the movie. But so you like that one though. 
I love I love Tom Holland as Spider Man. Yeah, it's great. And I also love Tobey Maguire. And I really love I love all of them. They're all great. They're great. But you haven't so you you're not like completely caught up. You run seen it, all run the TV through. Shows. No, no, I haven't seen a single TV show. So is that because it's too much? Okay. I do feel like like Dude, you can it's... hop in and watch a movie and it doesn't really matter if you haven't seen every TV show. Sure if you've seen everything. I've seen every No, I don't think I've seen every movie. I don't think I've se- I haven't seen the, I, I I certainly think that like the Brie Larson thing. Captain Marvel. Haven't seen that. It's, it's one of the lower lower tier ones. Exactly, because you know what? You know you and you know what the issue is? I'm hearing this. Too much buzz. I'm hearing the buzz of the quality too much, going down. Too much down. chatter from the community. The, the community the, is saying the quality, right? I go to you and I go to you and our buddies. I go to the three of you guys are well versed in this. Yeah. And Nick yeah. watches all of it. Yeah, I mean, I see every I see every single one when it. And comes if you out. tell me it's not that good, you know, you know, I you this is where we differ. You will watch bad stuff. Yeah. I will not do that. Well, there's some things. That, Why would like, I do like that? Like I went and just saw Thor: Love and Thunder, which is. I have to see that because my sister's boyfriend's in that. Which is really cool, and he did a great job. Shout out, Manny. Somebody recognized him at a coffee shop. No way, that's awesome. the cancer kid, which that's, is he, that, he, he plays, plays a, a kid guy with cancer. cancer yeah. and Natalie Portman also has cancer, and it's this is like the second scene in the movie, so I'm not really spoiling. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but they have like an exchange. He's like one of ten people that actually talk in the movie. It's, it's crazy. pretty cool. I mean, shout out, Manny. I want to see those movies. That one's like Taika Waititi directs it. But that's so what I'm saying. How is the? But that what, one's more of like a unique experience outside. What was of the it. one the the Asian actor? Oh, Shang Chi. I heard that was good. Love Shang Chi. I think that one's really really fun. But I like it because it's di- it's different. It that its I want to see that. I want was the one with uh, Oscar Isaac. Is that Marvel? That's Moon Knight. That was a TV show. Good. I enjoyed it. But, but I think I think people well people do weird things though because they're like while it's coming out they're like yeah this is great and then like afterwards they're like you know what that wasn't good but there are opinions about everything all over the spectrum like Nope just came out Jordan Peele's new movie oh how is that review I'm hearing mixed things completely mixed things so now I when I hear when I hear like one person say it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen when I hear another person say it's better than Get Out at that point I'm just like okay no one's opinion matters. And I'm just going to go see the movie. There's no way it's better than Get Out. Get Out's a masterpiece. It's incredible. Get Out was the most insane movie experience I've ever had in my life. Someone told me that the other day. They said it was the best movie-going experience they've ever, ever had in my entire life. The crowd the crowd was ooing and aahing and cheering. and It was unbelievable. Yeah. What about... The other movie he made... Us? Was not that good. I I didn't I didn't finish that movie. I, saw, I was watching it, it on a plane because it got stupid. Eh, it was just plane movies are it, plane movies can be tough. That's not a good plane movie. No, it was a weird choice by you. Well, I wanted was, to see it. Everyone was like, "Oh, sure, no, no, yeah." I don't, I just try to stick with the classics in the plane when Harry met Sally. What about yeah, or like really, really Coke and popcorn like like Godzilla. Like that's on a plan. It's like there's no commitment. Yeah, I know what I, you know what it's like. But you like that stuff. You see, that's I don't like that. You like you. You know who likes what that? About like an Matt likes that. that. You, that Everybody he's... Matt likes that kind yeah, of and stuff. He doesn't like anything. Well, he he, he less dislikes. <laughs> that's a funny point. He he less dislikes. I feel like he has an appreciation for that. What's some things I've seen recently that I like? You know what I didn't necessarily. I love that we both love the bear. Yeah, which we've talked about on multiple shows. Multiple now. shows. We both. Did you, did you finish Severance? I haven't even started Severance. Dude, I'm actually I, I'm watching it. Is it so slow. You didn't like it that much. I'm watching uh, an Apple show right now called Black Bear. Do you like that? The Blackbird. I don't want. I kind of want to run with that. Taron Egerton. Should I do it? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Paul Walter Hauser. Anyone who's seen I Tanya, he's a great actor. He's a really good character actor. He also played whatever the guys. Uh, the Richard, cop. Richard. Jewel. Richard Jewel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who the Atlanta Olympics? Yeah. with the the bombing, and he discovers the bombing and uncovers that um, really fantastic character actor that I think a lot of people don't know about. But he's in that show, Blackbird, with Taron Egerton, who plays um, Rocket Man. What else have I called? seen recently? Yeah, The Boys obviously is good. Yeah, I don't know what else I've watched. I wa- I mean, I I told you to watch The Old Man with. Oh, and I had to watch the Nathan Fellow. Oh, that's what I've seen recently. The first two episodes are out. The captain. 
Ah, the Derek Jeter doc. Dude. Really good? It's just awesome. Documentaries don't miss, though. No. Have you seen a like a documentary recently where you were like, I don't like this? My friend, we just had a friend, a friend in a group text tell me what TV show to start. Weird timing. That is, that is such weird timing. But you re- you've really enjoyed. What are they doing? A slow rollout. Yeah. It's once one new one every week. Yes. And where can you watch the captain? The oh, ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, I think that the captain for me is. You just, I mean, you could. You think you know it? Cause I think I know it from New York. This is for the Mets one. I did. I, I was like, I really don't know this. Know this experience. Sure. So it was new for me. This is an experience I thought I knew. And I am having a meltdown watching this thing. On baseball reference, my computer, I'm looking up 9,000 million players. 9,000. It's I'm having a field day. Like I'm like geeking out. This is so cool. We came into the league before like before we were born. Yeah. Like he was drafted before we were born. Right. 94? 94-93, one of the two. He didn't think he was going to the Yankees. He thought he was going to go first or fifth, or one through five. Phil Nevin goes first, and think it's, I think it's 92. San and Diego. Played for the Padres for Astros. I think it was the Astros. Did he not play for the Padres? I think it was the Astros first. Can you look that up? Oh, I, yo, I'm just saying. Oh, no, he did, he did, he did, he did. Yeah. He's manager now, the Angels, I think. The, he's, the, is he managing the Angels right now, too? Is it? I believe it's late. Let me see. He's the manager for the Angels right now. Yeah, because his yeah because his kid was playing on the Orioles and they did the car exchange. I love when they do that. Um, so Phil Nevin was taken first in that draft. Good player, but you know what they talk about? First of all, they talk about race and his dad being black and his mom being white. I thought that was very interesting. It's a part that many people overlook in his story all the time. Yeah. And they do that. And that was really interesting. I thought it was the whole thing with him and A-Rod coming up at the same time together, really, as superstars. Like, you see A-Rod in Seattle and Derek in New York early. Right. You know who was sick? You know who was so swag? The chip, honestly. Bernie Williams? Yes. Yeah. That should be a Hall of Famer, by the way. Really? His numbers are that good? Good enough. And he's got five rings. Yeah. So at what point are we like, what what are we doing? I I hate the Hall of Fame. I'm making a list of guys that I think that are not in the Hall of Fame that should be. He's one of them. It's five rings. It's so many. Their whole core is like Pettit, Posada, Moe. Yeah, like all those guys. They like almost trade Moe. And they almost like send Jeter down. And then some guy gets hurt and they just balk out and they keep Jeter up and they don't trade Mo. Like they almost traded Mariano Rivera, which is it's crazy. To the Mariners. It's the whole thing. I mean, I really like Joe Torrey wasn't the original pick to be the manager. Like all these things that like you think you it's like a thing you think you really know well, and then you learn so much about it. And it's awesome. It's cool. It sheds life. But yeah. That that's that's what I would go watch right now. And I think I would think I think you would really, really like it. Yeah, I mean, you'd love like it. I just said, I don't. It's pretty hard have you to, seen the Mets one yet? It's pretty hard to make a bad documentary. You got to watch the Mets one. Uh, I have not. Do watched it for the my Mets dad, one, dude. But I do will. it for my dad. Okay, I will. I'll do it. I'll do it for you, John from New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quick, quick little shout out before we Go, yeah. hop off. Uh, we are sponsored by a couple of people. Oh my god! We, yeah, we, we yeah, do appreciate them. Yeah. Bet online, of course, you know, longstanding sponsor. Fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, mm-hmm. events, uh, with first to market odds and lines. Review and they have now have reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Of course, you want to be informed when you're placing bet, when you're putting your money on the line, you potentially win a lot of money. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports info from live in game betting, props, in futures, head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join. Uh, make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V 50 to receive 50% off on your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Josh will be placing a bet on, on betonline.ag. 
Ravens Super Bowl champs, he would place in that bet. You know what? Our buddy Joe saying no way makes you want to place that bet even more. Even more. That's right. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we, we also we love Sonos. Got the new Sonos, Sonos Ray. Um, just fantastic sound. Just pops right out of the speaker. Crisp, clear, um, easy setup on the Sonos app. Takes about five minutes max. And then you are listening to just a fantastic soundscape. Nikki Snacks Kreider is an incredible DJ. Go check him out. Nikki Snacks is. Does it DJ feel like in? he's been gone for a long time? He has been. He has been. Gone I kind of. I, I like. I like genuinely miss Nick. We're doing our first show on Stadium on Friday, so it's our first. Yeah, time. it's our first. Everyone, everyone is listening. If you have the Stadium app, uh, if you don't have the Stadium app, you can download it on. It's gonna be cool. Wherever you, you know yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. your TV, Amazon. If you have a Fire Stick or um, you have an app store on your smart TV, you can go download the Stadium app Friday nights. At 11 Eastern. Eastern, 8 PSTR time will be our yep. first time on TV. Josh and I will be going through a lot of the great Believe content um, that's out there and kind of highlighting what's going on in the, in the sports world this week. I think we're going to have a lot of training camp talk. Yeah, that'll be exciting. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have some training camp talk for sure. Um, we, some baseball. I don't think we're doing – I think we're going to try to get Lamar Odom the following week, which will be exciting. We'll have him on there too. Desmond Bain, we're checking back. There's maybe some cool potential people. We might as well tell people we're talking to. Yeah. Yeah, to potentially get excited about You never know at this thing. It was 92, by the way. I'm looking at Film Avenue's first overall pick. But if you're going to watch on Stadium, you should, Sonos. Go, you should get yeah, the Sonos sure. Ray, link it up to your TV so you can blast Josh and my voices. Um, and probably we'll probably have Pac-Man. Pac-Man Jones on Pac, there. We we'll love Yeah, Pac. we'll see. We'll, we've got to get a lot of people. And we'll try to get as many people as we can in there. Yeah. Because that was fun. I liked that a lot, actually, that format. That was great. We did a test run, and it worked. So, love to see it. Test, Fans out there. Test running our Teslas. <laughs> we, we don't have Teslas. <laughs> Not yet. Drag both feet inbounds. We're going to full count. Wrap the puck at the puttage PKs because they're free inch free throws. White House. Because they are free. That they are. We out you. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.